0: Welcome back to the Geek, nope, oh, I want to try that one again. <laughs> All right, here we go, here we go. Welcome back to the Geeks in a Garofus podcast. I am Ben, and today we have with us the Screen Scholar, Carter. Hey, what's up? do your... it. All right, thank you for listening. This is going to be a blast. Carter and I are going to talk about Zack Snyder's vision for the DC Universe. The DC Universe, of course, incorporating superheroes like Superman, Batman, The Flash, and the Justice League. Zack Snyder has been in charge of three movies and been executive producer on a couple more. So Those three are Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and Justice League. On the previous episode of the podcast, we talked about some of the pros and cons of Zack Snyder's version of Justice League versus Joss Whedon's edit. And today, we're going to go a little more in detail about Snyder's vision of the DC universe, some of the pros and cons, and um, things of that nature. First off, as we do on every episode, I'm going to talk briefly about the Garofis. Again, I feel very settled. My camera has a spot where it lives for video meetings, for teaching, and things of that nature. I have a box fan that I've had to use to keep myself cool, something that I've noticed about working in the office is that when it gets warm, I don't necessarily think about the fact that it's warm in here, but I slow down. My ability to be productive is uh, dampened, for lack of a better term, when it gets hot in here. So it's actually 77 right now, but sometimes it'll get to be 80 and I don't think about it Uh, until I realize that I'm just not able to focus or be productive. And then I turn on the fan, I open the doors, and all of a sudden I'm able to focus a lot better. Uh, So that's something to really consider when you are choosing a workspace and developing a workspace. Think about how to keep it temperature controlled and how to set up the environment in such a way that you're able to be productive. All right, moving on from talk about the graphics, let's go ahead and jump right into Zack Snyder's vision of the the, uh, DC universe. Uh, Carter, are you ready for this? I am. All right, let's do it. So let's talk real quick. How would you describe Zack Snyder's vision for the DC universe?
1: Um, If I was to describe it in one word, I'd say ambitious.
0: Hmm. That's a fun word. Let's go ahead and elaborate on that. What do you mean by it?
1: In an interview recently, he made a point to... emphasize his desire to be very different from the structure of, say, the MCU. He says, you know, he's very fond of the way the MCU's done it, but he mm-hmm. wants to do it essentially in reverse. If you just look at the way he's done it as far as MCU um, establishing the characters individually before bringing them together um, in an ensemble movie where Zack Snyder's doing it completely backwards. Yeah, sure, the the Trinity, you know, they um, all got individually set up, but Batman kind of. Um, and then he brings them all together, introduces Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg in a movie together, and then was going to give them their own individual, their own um, standalone movies. So his structure is very different. The fact that he wants to within his the second movie that he directed, he was already you know teasing Dark Side and the Injustice storyline, and you know Superman going berserk. So it's a lot of things that more. um obscure and um, ambitious story arcs from the comics he was trying to set up from the very beginning, trying to do movies that, you know, in a landscape where everything is just, you know, MCU this, MCU that. He uh, deliberately tried to go against, um, go against their setup and do his own thing, Tried to make DC its, its own um, unique brand. And, uh, and obviously, you know, hasn't gone his way, but... You know, he, he definitely put a lot of thought into it. it was very a uh, very unique setup for what he had planned.
0: And you're certainly right. he did uh, he did succeed in differentiating the DCEU, as they call it from the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and you're right, in being able to set up those three characters, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, they are certainly darker takes on the characters, um, which to me isn't uh, my favorite. I enjoyed Man of Steel as a standalone film, but I feel like it wasn't really DC's best, uh, best idea to build a world around Man of Steel. I feel like it was a great one-off, but I feel like Superman as a character always has to come back to this symbol of hope. And I know Zack Snyder talked about it, but in Batman versus Superman, he really spends the whole movie tearing down that symbol of hope, having people, I'm talking about some of their concerns about Superman being in our world and things like that to the point where Batman decides to take him down and I just feel like um that specific vision of the DC universe isn't what I signed up for as an audience member like I want to see Superman being heroic and struggling with like work life balance like the CW um, version of Superman is showcasing or some of those sorts of stories or rather than struggling with um, the issues of everybody hating him or at least not the way Zack Snyder handled it um, what are what are some of your thoughts on Zack Snyder choosing to take this this darker version of the DCEU um, for especially a brighter character such as Superman
1: you know I, I actually I respect it because you know you go online you see it all of these people, pretty much anytime DC releases a lighthearted movie like um, like Shazam or or even um, Harley Quinn Birds of Prey, they get or the recent trailer for uh, for Suicide Squad 2. Um, they they get DC gets accused of oh, just trying to copy the tone of Marvel. But then when they go and make something darker, then you know, oh, you know, that's too dark. That's not what we wanted, you know, why does everything have to be all gritty and edgy? I just I appreciate that Zack Snyder didn't want to just copy and paste what the MCU does. He he didn't want his his mindset wasn't just oh well they did it you know I'll just emulate that success. He wanted to be different. So I don't and personally I I like I find myself attracted to darker more um tone um how do I say this? There's darker more grittier tones in my movies, but I think that's just me personally. I don't think. Anything should be, I don't think everything has to have a specific tone. I think you could have, you know, a Batman movie that is that is dark, that's brutal, maybe not for children, and then follow it up, followed up four months later with Shazam, which is, you know, a comedy families can go to, little kids, everybody has a good time. I think each character in each story um, needs to develop its own tone. It shouldn't just, they, nobody should have a mindset of just, okay, I have to re- write a story with a specific tone. Um with a specific tone. Story comes first, tone comes second. There's no, oh, you know, I want this tone, so everything that uh, happens in here has to be dark. We we don't need that. I um we're, we're like you mentioned that um, Superman's arc in Batman v Superman. Um I know it's very divisive among people. And while I, I get what they're saying to an extent, I I have to disagree because I think Superman's arc was I think it was great in that movie. The whole point of it was, you know, how would in the real world, we would not react to Superman, you know, like they do on the CW where you know everybody's cheering, everybody's excited. We live in a world where everybody has to have their own opinion on something. Everybody has something negative to say, no matter what it is. And if you have a a person that just randomly shows up out of nowhere and has the powers of a god and just went and total uh, leveled an entire city the world is not going to fall behind him, you know, not, not, not 100%, 50% would say, you know, you would cheer him on, the other half would, well, take the path that Lex Luthor and Batman took where they want him dead. And, um, it made him feel a lot more human because if you look at Superman in many of the comic books, there's nothing relatable about him. He's, he's the power of a God. He never makes the wrong choice. Pretty much everything works out for him to an extent. And I feel like if, they were to give him the whole, oh, you know, trying to balance work and being a superhero arc. That's I feel like has been done too many times in other superhero movies, Spider-Man most notably. And Zack Snyder wanted to do something different. I get that it's not for everybody, but I, I do. I appreciate what he was trying to do. And personally, I wouldn't want I don't I don't think I'd want it any other way.
0: I love, I love that way of putting it, and I completely respect um, that perspective. I think you're absolutely right. Different movies in the same cinematic universe can have different tones. I loved Aquaman, and I think it was great that it's still the character that Zack Snyder wrote into Justice League, but it's this fun romp of an action-adventure. Um, and In the same way, Wonder Woman was a very dramatic movie, um, but still had very nuanced themes. I think part of my issue with Zack Snyder's version isn't specifically his vision for the universe. I actually do enjoy um, that analysis of what would it be like if um, someone with godlike powers uh, arrives on Earth. And there were some interesting things that they did that with that in Man of Steel, and even in Batman versus Superman, where he has to appear at that hearing. I personally would rather have seen the conversation than seen the explosion. Um, I think my problem isn't necessarily with the the direction he went, but more with some of the specific storytelling. I just feel like it's not true to the some of those characters, and you and I have talked about this before. But like uh, Batman's line about how if there's even a one percent possibility that Superman is a threat, we have to treat it as an absolute certainty. I feel like isn't consistent with his character in the comics, and I know occasionally in Dark Knight Returns or some other comics he uh, he does act in that way. But those are kind of one offs after you've already had uh, an established Batman um and so that was some of my some of my issue that i had with that and again i you're absolutely right the work-life balance thing has been played out which is why i really appreciated the cw taking superman and making him a parent i know that's something they're doing in the comic run uh right now if i'm not mistaken but also i feel like it is a very relatable struggle seeing him you know navigating parenthood because that's something so many people have gone through and so many people have seen their parents go through. And so managing to say, okay, this is a character. This is something relatable that he's going through, which, you know, of course is what Zack Snyder did. This is a character who's dealing with being an outcast. You know, this is something that's relatable. Um, But I think those are both valid takes, but I certainly understand. And, and, you know, I wish the storytelling was better on some of those, uh, some Snyder's films. What are your thoughts on that? I know I said like Um, four different things. (laughs) Very good. um,
1: what do you mean, as far as just character, like, um, character arc choices? Yeah. Um, For Superman, you know, like you brought up how the CW is making him apparent. Um, and yeah, you're right. That is something they're doing in the comics. And I think that is, I think it's a good idea. I think they should do new things, things that haven't been done on film. Because, yeah, while they not, may not be considered canon to the current cinematic universe, we've already gotten, what is it, five Superman movies in the past from like sometime in like the late 1970s to the early 2000s, we got like five. Yeah, months. at
0: least depends on how you count. There's a bunch of them.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, do you, yeah. So, I, um, I agree with trying new things, trying new arcs. Um, and that is something that Zack Snyder has said that he was planning and building towards, too. And you even see it in Justice, the, how they kind of, um, tease that, um, that Lois Lane is pregnant. And which could lead to, you know, so obviously Superman's child and what that would mean for him now having to go through what his father, his adoptive father, Jonathan Kent, had to go through as far as raising a child with godlike abilities in a very hostile world. Like Jonathan Kent said to him in, um, in Man of Steel, he said, you know, so I'm, I'm probably paraphrasing, but pretty much, you know, son, do you know, do you know how people on this planet would react? You know, when, maybe this is Perry White. Whatever it is. Somebody in Man of Steel stated, you know how people in this world would react. They knew that somebody somebody like this was out there. And I think that would be a really interesting arc for Superman now having to raise a child going through the same struggles that he did. Um, and then you um you also mentioned how you felt on Batman's um, you know, one percent statement was out of character. Personally, I feel it is more in character with Batman. I mean, you look at You know, um, special events in the comics like Justice League Tower of Babel, where the whole story is based on the fact that Batman, even his closest friends, he has you know backup plans upon backup plans on how to beat these people, take and and end them if the you know if um, circumstance circumstance circumstances called for it. He's even been shown to have um, uh, concepts on how to bring himself down in case he ever went rogue. And so, and Batman's probably the least trust, you know, probably the least trusting person in all of comics, except for maybe you know Watchmen's Rorschach. But so I I see him saying, you know, if there's a one percent chance he's our enemy, that we need to take it as an absolute, because Batman's he's a very, very paranoid individual who, as shown in Batman vs Superman, is at probably the darkest place in his life. He's clearly just lost. I know they say it's Dick Grayson. I'm going to say it's Jason Todd. Um, but he's clearly just lost a Robin. He's, at this point, he's lost hope in what he's doing. He's not seeing a difference. Like he says, even the good guys have turned bad. So it's, I, I understand Batman's take on it. And like you know, Lex Luthor, or not Lex Luthor, I'm sorry. Um, Alfred says to him, in the feeling of powerlessness, that it turns men cruel. Well, Batman's now, you know, for him, the most power, the most dangerous person he would had, had to deal with was Joker. Just a guy in makeup. Well, now he's got a god. So life is already difficult. Well, now he's got a god out there. So now, now he doesn't know what to do. Now he just sees himself, like he established to Alfred. He sees the wings as hunters. He sees himself as a hunter. Now he has a new prey. That now he feels like he could put himself on the top of the food chain if he wipes out this one threat. So I, I feel like I might be rambling, trying to keep all those questions, you know, crawl them together. But, um... I do. I agree with your ideas as far as the Superman arc. Um, I do have to disagree about Batman's um, is the character consistency from the comics. I do feel that it is more aligned with him in the comics. Like I was, um, I've been reading Doomsday Clock recently, and um, War- Watchman's Rorschach, you know, came to him for help, seeking help um, to find Doctor Manhattan, and uh, Batman acted as if he was going to help him, and then um, in the end, tricked Rorschach into locking himself in Arkham Asylum just because he thought Rorschach was too dangerous. So Diamond has been shown to be ruthless. If he does not trust you, if there is even a slight chance that you might be a threat, he can get you out of the picture. So like I said, I'm probably rambling now, but that's, that's my thoughts on uh, those questions. No, it's
0: okay. I, uh, I said a lot of things and didn't give you a lot of time to respond. You and I could talk about this for, for hours and, and we've certainly done so in the past, I uh, I still think like I love the the uh, the Justice League Babel story, and I think there's a difference between Batman creating those plans as contingencies and acting on those plans um, as a contingency. Um, but I I appreciate your your use of evidence um, from a recent comic run from the Doomsday Clock, and I th- I think there's um something to be said about him, Zack Snyder being true to a version of Batman. Um I just don't know that that's the version that most people are used to and most excited to see on screen. Um but I feel like that's something we can agree to disagree about and that's perfectly okay. There's a certain point where it's a matter of technique and storytelling and there's a certain point where it's a matter of of preference and there are certainly things in Snyder's movies like pace And uh, the amount of time spent on character development that can be considered technically lacking, but there are certainly things um, such as his visuals and his ability to take comic books and bring them to life in imagery that are huge pluses for Zack Snyder and something he does better than anybody else. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts on on this for as much time as we have in this podcast. Uh, Carter, how can our listeners stay connected with you um, on social media and hear more of your movie opinions?
1: You know, um, I have an Instagram account uh, where I review movies such as Justice League. Um, you know, everybody can reach me on there. I'm there every day. I'm trying to put out as many reviews as possible. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm always welcome to you know, talking to anybody movie or movies with anybody message me privately, comment, just follow. Let's keep up to date with connect like with me.
0: Fantastic. All right. Thanks Carter. This has been an absolute pleasure. And I look forward to the next time we get to chat. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, um, for those of you who have been listening, this is the geeks in a grow office podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to give us a listen. Um, I would love to hear any suggestions that you have for our podcast so please feel free to get in touch with me and I would love to um, get to share more about what you would like to hear on this podcast thank you so much and have a wonderful rest of your day